I'm Tom Saunders, getting through this in the Pacific Palisades. And I'm Scott Blakeman in Manhattan. Part of our mission on this program is to shine a light on cliches and phrases and to ask the tough questions no one else is asking. Sayings about saying are particularly in need of a change. First, it goes without saying. Well, if it goes without saying, then don't say it and simply stop talking. Also, when people are searching for an answer, they'll say, you know, I want to say, since you're the one talking, if you want to say something, you can actually say it. And prefacing your thought with, I will say that is also totally unnecessary. If you just say what you want to say, that demonstrates that you will say that. And the biggest time waster is, <laughs> I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Well, there's absolutely no need to tell us what you've said in the past, and you don't have to announce that you're going to say it again. And so we introduced the getting through this approved saying that's reminiscent of the iconic Nike, just do it. Ours is just say it. Scotty, <clears throat> I can see that emblazoned on enormous billboards the size of the Pentagon. <laughs> uh, it's a huge, huge, for some reason, I think it should be on an, an enormous, enormous, uh, well, the side of barns in, uh, as you drive through rural Arkansas. Just say it. Uh, I, I, I mean, I just I, I could see that saying being reproduced in, in neon and, and chiseled in, in rock as we, we often uh, uh, talk. We, you know, uh, this podcast is being chiseled in rock. So why shouldn't you chisel? Just say it. So all may be wizened from this uh, very, very refreshing attitude toward uh unnecessary sayings now well, it is yeah it is but it's also really as honesty is getting right to the point it'll be better if conversations will be shaved there's so many long endless zoom calls or regular real life conversations that minutes will be shaved off that are unnecessary just just say it yeah just say it just get yeah. right to it yeah uh, it, it, this there's a there's some related uh, types of unnecessary uh, phrasings um, like uh, that, that this sort of inspired me to think about uh, that uh, sayings that, uh, that uh, aren't necessarily don't use necessarily the word say in them, but are exactly as unnecessary. For example, allow me to introduce myself. Now, if you're telling someone to allow you to do anything, then you haven't given them a chance, a choice. Right. You're just saying, allow me to do that. So you're not actually asking permission. So you should just do what you plan to do without telling someone to allow you to do this. Now, here's another one. Let me just say this actually is relating to your uh, your just say it uh, uh, saying. Let me just say is similarly afflicted with the same intrinsic contradiction, uh, contradiction that just say it uh, is not just a good saying. It's damn good advice. Don't just say, let me just say it. Just say it, right? Scotty, now that vaccines are a reality, we as a nation can finally turn our attention to ferreting out unnecessary speech. Uh, now, of course, this is what we at Getting Through This have been doing throughout many months of podcastry, but so we're way ahead of all the other initiatives tasked with stifling unnecessary speech. If indeed 
any even exist. Well, I recall the the Rolling Stones, and I'm not a great uh, uh, scholar of, of rock music, but the Rolling Stones uh, expression, please allow me to introduce, my, introduce myself from Sympathy for the Devil. I think that's the only appropriate use of that uh, expression. And then, of course, there are the great entertainers like Mr. Sammy Davis Jr., who would often preface a song with, ladies and gentlemen, with your kind permission. Mm-hmm. Now, was there ever a case where a person in the audience at the Sands replied <laughs> to Sammy, I'm sorry, Sammy. I just can't give you my permission. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he is asking them. Uh, she, he is. Um, he he kind of put himself out there when he said, "With your kind permission." Uh, same thing, really, with with um, uh, Mick Jagger saying, "Please allow me to introduce myself," because uh, what if somebody said, "No, you can't. You're the devil. Don't introduce yourself." I mean, that could have yeah. happened. Well, he was going out on a limb. I mean, again, the great thing is when you're a Mick Jagger or a Sammy Davis Jr., pretty much you're going to get you that permission most of the time. That, right. If it's just yeah. some guy off the street uh, with your kind permission, you <laughs> might be a little more wary and you're not going to may not go along with it. That's right. You wouldn't you would not necessarily just give them your kind permission. You might not even give them their your permission at all. Kind or not kind. Yeah. But. Uh, but the idea, uh, but also it just occurred to me, like if the Rolling Stones said, uh, got rid of the, please allow me to introduce myself, they would, there would be, uh, uh, let's see, that's about two seconds of just pure silence at the beginning of Sympathy for the Devil. I'm not sure that that's what the Rolling Stones fans want. No, that's- we don't, we're not fans of going back and as some are tinkering with great works of art, whatever, and that one requires no change but some that may be glaringly out of step for these times leave them the way they were because uh it's messy to just go yeah. and cut things out and or they tell them yeah the movie outside uh, oh, I was just gonna, yeah, <laughs> if you know what i mean yeah and then of course the movie we speak of a great deal uh, we probably are the speak of the major and the minor more than any film scholars do it's that great <laughs> ray milan ginger rogers picture where she plays she's not been in the a picture minor? she plays a 15 year old susu that the major is in, in romantic, uh, yeah. So and that and oh, why take care of her? The major, yeah. who's in, probably in his mid thirties, I think, um, yeah, um, is supposed to take care of Susu, who's he believes is fifteen, and she's trying to travel to get an underage, um, like like ticket or something like that. It's a set, something in there at a boarding school and something. But I just love that because I just would love. <laughs> <laughs> to go into walk into any you know 21 20 something development person great idea well this is a remake but it's going to be the major and the minor and it's got the greatest premise uh, she's uh, plays a 15 year old and this older guy is interested in her i mean literally they would flee they would run out of the office it'd be, it'd be fear of being <laughs> it being in any way i didn't hear it no i didn't, I didn't hear it i was not part of this meeting and no one can prove it <laughs> and they give you the office though that's the thing <laughs> You get a whole office uh, for at least yeah. a few months. That, that, yeah. uh, that happens. So what you're saying, Scotty, is that, well, I, you know, when you think about it, there's a lot of movies that uh, uh, of the past that if you pitched today might not get the green light, but that in, in would get the red light. Uh, <laughs> and, and an alarm going off. An alarm would go <laughs> off and, and somebody would have to do some time, I, I have a feeling. But, <laughs> uh, but yeah, the... the uh, the, the unnecessary word 
problem. By the way, um, you, you you were about to make a point about um, Susu and the major and the minor. How did that relate? I'm curious. Just to oh well, well, that is well, that's a great. We were talking. Wow, about. you know that. You know, I do this in everyday conversation, <laughs> and uh, it seems so clear at the time. <laughs> And we took it so far in a fun direction that honestly, I don't know if I could find my way back. Uh, wow. You know what, Tommy? I, I, honestly, it's, I thought for sure I knew. Uh, well, permission. I mean, that one was particular. I mean, because it is true. We do talk about the major and the minor. Yeah. As, yeah. A, as a, just a topic of conversation. Now I, I fear for my... That, that is mathematical. Well, now I question my mental stability for a moment because uh, <laughs> at the moment I felt, because I really would rarely bring something and we had talked about, but I just thought it was so perfect for it. And yet it completely uh, yeah, I mean, me. Uh, I'm trying to, there must be a connection, but I, I, I suppose if we play it back, uh, <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll find it. But we'll hopefully, well, we have uh, one of our staff in Chicago, which. Yeah, well. Yeah. They'll be able to. Well, this is one certainly. Uh, listen right away to see that moment. Well, what was that? This is again, Tommy, groundbreaking. This is the first real time. Uh, I and I, I have no idea why I even brought it up. I mean, people do that in life where they lose their thread. No, but I have no idea. It's, yeah. You know, um, and you didn't. Uh, and nicely, you let it play out and not saying, "Why would you bring up major in the minor?" Uh, but it, but eventually though, and and and. And but it, it is absolutely true that that is a movie that we that just keeps sort of coming back into our uh, in, in, into creeping back into our conversation more than any other movie. Um, yeah. Scotty, so uh, well, you know, it, it was about a 15 year old, and, and actually, that does lead us to to 18 year old uh, people because yeah. I hope uh, that was what I was else, thinking. That I felt was. <laughs> was uh, was relevant to our conversation about unnecessary words. Anyone, Scotty, who has had a conversation with someone between the ages of 18 and 22 might notice a surplus of the word like in literally everything they say. Mm. As in, I was like at the University of Illinois for like three years before I like finally left the dorm and like struck out on my own and like uh, and got a like uh, off campus apartment. <laughs> now, you might start to think that they live in a world where nothing ever is. Everything is just like something that is. Yeah, well, you know, the, the use of the word like by the kids today, uh, I mean, it was, they did it in the late 50s a little bit differently, though. They had expressions like, like crazy or like wow, although I think that was more direct. It was just sort of, yeah, it's like wow or whatever. Then the 60s had uh, fun and imaginative slang in the late 50s, like Coolsville. Everything was Ville. Cool. Well, that was imaginative. And cool has been part of the vernacular for decades. But I like the more drawn out pronunciation of the 60s, like cool, man. Now, today's cool, first of all, is overused, really nondescriptive and is a clipped version of today. It's not evocative as the cool man of the 50s and 60s. Yeah, that's true. It's just cool. 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 Yeah. Means that's OK. It's really it's it's word inflation. And the same thing happened with like. Scotty, the overuse of the word like never seems to go out of fashion with people in young ad adult 
age groups. Cool, it, it waxes and wanes, actually. There was, was a period when people, the hippie era, they, people weren't saying the word cool a lot. But like never seems to go out of fashion. Why, Scotty? It's because when you're 18, maybe between the years 18, when you're that young, your brains don't have enough words. We now know that their brains haven't developed enough to have the vocabulary of even a 27-year-old. We, by the way, is the elite community of neuroscientists who believe that after presumably much research that human brains aren't fully formed until the age of 25. But these young adults <clears throat> may have begun to enter actual adult society where they may have to talk to real adults for longer than one minute, say, at a dinner with future in-laws. Alas, sufficient synapses have not yet formed in their slightly too young brains to have at the ready all the words they might find themselves in need of while sitting across from a fiancé, uncles, aunts, and parents who do have words at the ready. Turns out the youngsters are not quite ready for the adult conversation, but they have no choice but to do their best to keep up their side of whatever's being discussed. The young post-adolescents say like in an attempt to avoid awkward pauses that occur when searching among the few words that they do know. Pauses that they unconsciously fear might make them seem dumb and childish. It's sort of word putty unconsciously meant to fill those embarrassing voids. This, however, causes a problem for adults as too many likes can be distracting for those of us with fully developed brains. I know. I've been in a conversation with a person with a certain normal lack of brain development and the effect is that before you finish hearing the word like, you then hear another like and then another and another and eventually it can like clog your ears. <laughs> and Scotty, Picking doesn't help. Mm -hmm. And yes, future historians, this is the first time any human on earth has ever used the brand new phrase, word putty. Yes, well, when you said it, I just said, no, this is all new and this requires fanfare. They used to use that expression on the uh, muscle dystrophy telethon, Jerry Lewis, or, say, or Dennis James on the cerebral palsy, fanfare. And that would be a drum roll for the uh, tote board. But they always <laughs> used to say that, fanfare. And, uh, yeah, I never heard that elsewhere. Mm -hmm. uh, it has nothing to do with fans, and it was just a form mm -hmm. of uh, music. And then you'd see the board, and you knew always knew it was going to go up by a lot. By the way, they, they yeah. never went to it. It was like, hmm, only twenty dollars more. So, uh, but word uh, word putty. By the way, it reminds me of silly putty, which uh, what a joy that was. Uh, I hope it still exists. And it was just this. Um, what I yeah, yeah. putty yeah. and you I put it on comic strips. Yeah, and, yes, that's yeah. what I was gonna say. That's yeah. my favorite thing to do with silly putty. Yeah, was to put it on comic strips and you peel it off, and there was the comic backwards. Yeah. Everything was completely backwards. Yeah, and, yeah. It was a reverse printing. I mean, I think that was and like put the it on paper and it prints forwards again. The comic, <laughs> the very cop. I mean, I I. I, I, I it's funny now that I think of it. My dad owned a, a print shop with these expensive machines from Heidelberg, Germany. These incredible printing presses and this and the, and this linotypes that spit out lead. But Betsy, who used to operate the linotype, uh, my sisters tells me that they had to keep the lead constantly, constantly boiling. And if there was a high wind, my dad had to show up and make sure that the little pilot light didn't go out so that the bed 
the the lead didn't just harden and ruin the linotype machine. All that could have been gone, Scotty. He could have just gotten lots of silly putty and just printed using silly putty. That, <laughs> what do you think? I think so. I mean, that was a, a hidden printing marvel. Uh, and I loved it and just rolling it up. And, and, and uh, uh, you know, it, it's something that should be a part. I did an old comedy routine many years ago, like something involving gun control and saying, maybe you're never going to stop people from being violent. But at least instead of guns, let everybody use silly putty. You know, like nothing, what would happen? You know, just uh, yeah, stop it. It's annoying. First of all, it, it, it got, did you hear? I just laughed when I heard it. Well, Imagine, I, you know, you're watching the evening local news, which is always the scariest news. And you yeah. learn about some, several people were, uh, uh, were um, uh, uh, victims of a silly putty attack. You'd, you'd laugh, you know, yeah. you'd get a chuckle out of it. Yeah, and that would be the worst crimes to be like, oh, That's those kids. Crime. Yeah, it wouldn't be. What are we going to do about this scourge, scourge, whatever the hell you pronounce it? And go, you go, oh, dear. Did you hear that? Some kids in, in the, the North Shore had a silly putty attack. It was marvelous. Good fun. Yes. And instead of and, and, people and it, playing, and they, you know. Could, if you if you put a big, huge pie, pie plant plate of silly putty, I'm having trouble saying words when well, that's a hard uh, that's a voiceover announcer test expression a pie pan of silly putty yeah if you have a and you stuff it in somebody's face and you pull it out would their face be printed on that pie pan of silly putty and then could you then print the person's face on say t-shirts wow well, that's you know, obviously i'm not expecting you to answer it's well, like a theoretical question. that time i think that could be the the really the iron on decal technology really only with silly putty i think that's what it, how it sort of works. Now, would the face be backwards? If the, how would that even Yeah, be? the face would be backwards. Yeah. Yep, it would be backwards. Wow. <laughs> well, now I want to get out some silly putty. That, yeah. It, the other thing is that it's not as great as just taking a picture of somebody. Because, if, if, for example, let's say you want to have a passport photo, right? You go into the, to, let's say, the CVS pharmacy and some silly putty expert sits you down and just puts silly putty on your face, just smacks it in there and all the crevices too, right? All the, in the eyes and the nostrils and all that stuff and then peels it off. Now, I mean, I mean what, what is the advantage of that over, uh, over a, a, just taking a photograph? Yeah, point? yeah. Well, I mean, saving, you know, whatever, in the old days when it was film, I guess you could say saving the, whatever those things were used for film and, and the paper and the liquids and that. And now, <laughs> right. it's nothing, it's all digital. digital. So, it's nothing. So it, it would be hard pressed yeah, to come up with an so advantage. Sometimes the work of this podcast is, is to figure out what, what uh, cannot be applied, you know, what, what, what uh, to a, a given substance, like what is a given substance not good for? Yeah, um, it's often, you know, on, on news shows and, and, and uh, other kind of uh, venues of information, they talk about what can something be used for? You know, what can something, you know, well, what are the applications of, of silly putty? But let's also dwell into what it couldn't really be good for. Let's let's not put it into, uh, for example, cars exhaust uh, uh, pipe. Yeah, yeah. Exhaust, because it's not going to be good there, silly putty. What's it going to do? I think everything should have, this should not be used for. (laughs) Like, even even a television set, do not, uh, you know, use it as a placemat (laughs) or as a welcome mat by the door. 
you know, some people might go, them I mean, they're so cheap now. <laughs> you might say, I like a kind of a TV looking thing to step on. And then no, because it just breaks. So I, I, I think that should be mandatory, really, a yep. list of not approved uses. <laughs> Unapproved uses. And um, and obviously that's a big list for, for any product. Well, that would that's you get into the money and then they'll go, oh, this regulation is killing us. Uh, maybe the top five, you know, yeah, you can do. But then, the, but by that time, you have a whole list uh, printing I- industry that where a lot of jobs are dependent on these massive. Actually, it would have to be books and books of <laughs> of things that that uh, like just with a uh, well, I mean, uh, uh, a pair of scissors. Think of all the things you shouldn't do with a pair of scissors, Scotty. Yeah, yeah. No, I could couldn't hurt to warn some people, but maybe they would say go online and see it. That's the new catch because you know there's no instructions even given for products these days anyway everything is online so maybe it would just be the province of the online world too but i think it certainly can't hurt because look I, we believe in possibilities you and i and yeah it's possible but certain things silly putty uh on the face just because you would sort of have a reverse image of like a picture really there's no point really and well, it was perfectly good silly putty Exactly. And, and it gets to the issue of frequently asked questions, right? Uh, there are many, uh, you know, almost every website about every product has an FAQ yeah. section where with free, well, what about infrequently asked questions? Like, <laughs> can I take the silly putty and, and put it in my pants and fill my pants up with silly putty <laughs> and, and then walk around with silly, it, it, somehow get, um, Take the take the silly you know put the silly putty, dive into a a, a large vat of of uh, oil at a high temperature. So oh, no, I, you make I a mean, great it's a very point. Specific thing. Yeah. And I fill my pants with silly putty. Get in my put my pants on, even though my pants are filled with silly putty. Then should I dive into a vat of of oil that's maybe eighty nine degrees? Okay, that's a very specific. No, well, they don't do that. And again, how it's do they not frequently asked? And what is the point of just frequently answer questions? I mean, what if yours isn't? It's a legitimate yeah, that's question. An example yeah. of one, you know. I mean, it took me a while to come up with it too. You, you yeah. can hear the hesitation in my voice as I stumbled. But notice, I didn't say like at any point. No, that's no, and also, uh, yeah, and you, you. But by the way, uh, I think certainly this not just you. If you're saying it, there's others out there having the same question you have. So. Uh, I think it's very important to not just to have frequently asked or answered questions. Right. I don't, what you know? about the frequently asked questions, right? Uh, uh, no. That's a real, um, uh, I mean, and, and, and there's many, there, there's probably more f- infrequently asked questions than, in, do you know what I mean? Just well, yeah, because the people who, up. yeah, the people ask questions are the ones who have no idea what they're doing. I mean, usually if you can figure it out, there's not going to be any uh, questions. Usually, people like me, it's like, hi, where is the on-off switch? But that wouldn't even show up there because they don't consider that frequently asked. Because people right, it and that, yet it's it's very vital the on-off switch. Yeah, where is the on-off switch? It, it, that's a that, 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 and yet because people just sort of assume that they know, or you know what it is, people are embarrassed to ask. Right, so they don't ask, so it doesn't become so a frequently do. asked question. Yeah. So it's really, I think that's a great point. You need, we need to revamp that whole situation and find a way to have every question. All, all voices should be heard. All questions should be answered. 
Yes. All questions, <laughs> all heard, all questions answered, yeah. including the, the infrequently que asked questions. For example, if you go on the Sharpie accent highlighter website, you know, I'll bet you they don't have uh, somebody asking, what if I set fire to this Sharpie highlighter and then hold it in, your, in my teeth, but, but my head is up, but so that the flame is going <laughs> up, but I'm, I'm actually in a, in a room that has a, only eight foot ceilings. Would that be a problem as far as the paint? You know, that's a very specific. Yeah. Question. Yeah. No, and there should be not somebody there. Are ask, but yeah. it kind of could get in, you know, I mean, you, if yeah. this is one of these Sharpie accent highlighters, I've got one in my hand. It's a little plastic highlighter that, that, you know, you, you put it over something, you know, you write over something and it highlights it, it, uh, most of our listeners. know. Oh yeah. Saying. No. Yeah. And it's, uh, right? but, you know, I think you're challenging that whole notion that only frequently asked questions are the important questions. But I would yeah. say the infrequently ones are the most important because yeah. those are the ones you really need to help somebody with. And um, uh, so if you're wondering, should I set fire to this Sharpie holding it in my teeth, but having my head up so that the flames go upwards? And, and then will that affect the pain on a ceiling if the ceiling is eight foot up? That's the type of thing that really matters. Those are, you know... Yeah. Uh, those are the kind of infrequently quest asked questions that can really cause, well, you know, fires, really. Well, I know. Absolutely. And again, all questions should be answered. I think that's the basis of this whole assumption of, well, these are the ones we think that most people ask. Well, so most people, but for various reasons, there's a small percentage of people like me who will have other questions that never go answered. So, yeah. And you also. So I think that's well, a huge deal, Tommy. Two things to remind our viewers, word putty which sort of got us into this whole yeah. brand new expression and then we wish it luck. Uh, and now <laughs> not just frequently asked questions, but, 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 but in, infrequently asked frequently. Questions. Yeah. And, and, uh, and there's things about, I mean, you could, you could pick anything. I'm looking around this office and I see uh, just a, a, a treasure trove of infrequently asked question matter. Uh, I could, for example, pick up a, Oh, here's something that you, you find lying around the house that sometimes is dusty. And that's old um, uh, remote controls. And you're not even mm. sure what they remote control. I think I know what this one is, the JVC. But then, uh, you know, you have a, a frequently infrequently asked questions about, like, what is random button do? Like, I have a button yeah. Well, also, you may not even own the machine that the remote belongs to anymore. It's, it's funny, but the remotes live on. Yes. And in the old days it would be, uh, well, in the old, old days, you just, where's the TV right here? You would never go, how do I turn it on? You go up to the set and you press the button and you would change the, the rotary the dial on the TV and click, 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 click <laughs> to the three channels. Now, you know, you stay over a friend's house and go, okay, let me, let me take, show you the TV. And it's a giant bowl of 12 <laughs> remotes of varying sizes and it's so daunting i wind up you know what uh, i don't think i'm gonna be watching any tv because uh, it's yeah. you want to break it you know, it's like, oh this one is for volume this one is for the channel this one is if you want to go to this and i, I yeah. just and don't touch this this is this is the volume on the external uh uh sound system you know so don't touch that and, and, and don't it's like all these things that you're 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 instructed to do and not do and yeah and there's yeah especially one don't don't know just don't never touch that one that yeah. that's the button you don't ever touch yeah you're right <laughs> you never want to hear that yeah yeah and, no and i i, I yeah, i'm not one of those people going oh yeah i get it no i'm fine no i just uh 
I yeah, step I back and I go, hey, you have a magazine? Because <laughs> those are safe. You know? Yeah, yeah, magazine. But but in the uh, but then magazines are disappearing rapidly. Well, so. sadly, sadly, we're <laughs> keeping them going. Well, you actually have in your possession actual life magazines from yeah, 1947 old. and. Well, I love them. Even as a kid, as a teen, Scotty, how how uh, you know people talk about nerds, but how nerdy is it uh, as a teenager to be fascinated by old life magazines, which I was. From, yeah. from uh, uh, eras before I was alive. I, that was my thing. It's anything that was before I was alive was... Oh, yeah, we still are to this day. And yeah. I still have an idea, Tommy, you know, with magazines going, what can revive the industry? How about this? How about reprinting those very magazines? What if you say, I want to subscribe to Life magazine from 1940? And I every love, week, I, I get it. that issue that's been reprinted. And it's the same date, but... 80 years ago. Yeah, but I just happened to get it in excellent condition. Right. It's uh, reprinted, uh, but I wouldn't... Perfectly have... reprinted in full yeah. size. Scotty, that's an industry. And I would subscribe to it, too. Yeah. How fun. And, and just have an array of magazines that no... Many uh, 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 colliers that no longer... Saturday exist. Evening Post, Liberty. Uh, and actually, look, Tommy, people read books that were written 200 years <laughs> ago, right? No one goes, that's an old book. You know, but a magazine, I mean, this could be a industry. This again, we've been doing this lately, Tommy, almost every day. If you're like, this idea is, is too good to even be saying uh, yeah. publicly. It's a new industry. Scott. But we do. I, we do. I love it. I absolutely love it. I think it's, and it's so doable too. You just oh, yeah. print these magazines and they're so fun. Scotty, I hope our listeners can just imagine. Well, here's a, uh, 1939, September 11th, with, of all people, Benito Mussolini on the cover wow. of Life magazine, Scotty. And you know what? What's weird about this? This one is that it, they make him look kind of handsome. It's probably like a really carefully honed. Well, we want we want Mussolini on the cover, um, but of course, we still want him to be handsome. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> Life magazine. Yeah, and I bet people weren't going. Why are you giving him any credit on the cover? No, they would put people who were major figures, good or bad. That was always right. That was the idea. It was a, it was a major figure in the news, good or bad. And um, but uh, it's a wonderful. Uh, I mean, this this particular edition is. Cr oh, and then there's this huge picture of Goering inside, in color, in big color. Hermann Goering. Well, color was rare then. That's and very rare, and and he's all complete. It's a complete completely posed picture where he's bedecked with all of his fineries and 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 all, all kinds of uh you know metals and such but posed in such and with a big dagger well you know 1939 <laughs> even though 1939 with this leather vest and and again very you know not not afraid to uh or, i mean i think now they would uh, never ever ever do this but, but did they even do an interview with him, I guess. So after 1939 and, and Loose and Time Life was, uh, I think, more conservative. I think there was this feeling then of, oh, maybe they're not so bad. I don't, I don't know. There wasn't. Well, here's what it says. It says, this Goering, it says, and this is the subheading, this human barrel of energy becomes a Hitler's official heir. Now, that's a pretty neutral headline. And in a way, it's yeah. a little flattering, a human well, barrel. Well, sadly, at that point, that was the mood in this country. And, there, I mean, people knew in general what was going on. But the Life magazine, I mean, it was not uh, 
certainly uh, wait any red flags. They were sort of going, wow, he's got a lot of energy. That's sort of a nice yeah. way to put over a uh, authoritarian regime. But, you know, uh, Mussolini, too. He strikes a handsome pose in his. Uh, yeah. uh, 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 yes, yeah, the Italians really like him. Um, but they go here's in the second paragraph. It goes, if you don't mind, with your kind permission, do you mind if I read this? Uh, it says wiser than Lenin who warned the Russians against Stalin but failed to name a preferred successor, Hitler left his country no choice. So it's that's kind of a compliment, actually. But also he wasn't planning any successor at all at any point, you know, so but they were sort of making it seem like he was. Well, Tommy, this is, uh, you know, we always love to go back to it. And so you're lucky to have these magazines around. You can go online and find them from New York Public Library. Uh, it's uh, they draw you in. You 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 heard what, how that how that happened. It just they're just amazing um, documents of American and world history. Well, it is and and, the uh, changing attitudes of everybody. It's there's it, even something about yoga uh, in it, an early yoga. Then there's women in bathing suits. They always have women in bathing suits. Life goes to a flying party where where uh, rich people fly somewhere and then they have a party and it's great oh yeah we're beautiful and and it's in, in these little in these little planes i mean it's a fascinating world that's that's bygone many things it's good that it's bygone but uh well and it's also uh, i mean in total sincerity it's really a great thing for kids to be to thick history books that 19 what a way to learn history when i've gone through a life magazine every page and we've talked about many times the advertisements too tell you of the time. So it's the most densely packed, richly uh, written and illustrated thing you could look at that gives you one magazine, one issue of Life magazine really gives you a sense of life during that time period. And I recommend it. And I hope they take my idea and, and let us yeah. subscribe and bring us yeah. old, new, issues, I, I, new old I, issues of life. I, I'm sure they will take your idea. That's the thing. And, uh, and run and, with it. Yeah, and run with it, and that's that's so wonderful. I mean, that's kind of a, you know, there there are people who make a billion dollars and then they give it away, you know, the and and are great um, benefactors of. Uh, but but that, what you do, I think, is much more significant. You you don't even bother with the billion earning the billion dollars off your ideas. You give the idea to someone else immediately. Oh, immediately, immediately. you do it too. Let them, you know. Yeah. Well, and make we don't want to get bogged down to be known as the guy who came up with that billion dollar idea yeah you're I mean, that's kind of limiting so we don't do that we give it away yeah uh you give it away we we come up with them frequently and then we do yes we put it out there like a bird and fly fly away and help mankind oh my gosh that's why that's what a way to end for today or any day helping mankind that's what our mission yeah. always is with being like birds really i mean yeah well it's birds it's language it's everything and, and we uh what's what we're, we're doing as we're talking about expressions we don't need we also talk about things we do need like silly putty and subscriptions to old life magazines so among many others and the word expression word putty so just a few highlights of the yeah. things we came nice up with review. today nice uh, review of the of, of today's podcast there's so much there and uh, this this exciting new industry of magazines of old magazines sent periodically the way they originally were, arriving at your house for, for you to enjoy and, and put in your bookshelf and keep forever. Scotty, what a, what a wonderful, I mean, that's, that's a great Christmas present. Oh, yeah. 
they're, they're, that's a Christmas present to the world, Scotty. And on that note, I I'm going to just say I'm I'm going to I'm going to try my best to continue to be Tom Saunders. And I remain sincerely yours, Scott Blakeman. And we're getting through this.